0: Good morning. The scripture that we're going to read today is
1: coming from the Psalms. And as we love to sing, I think we love the Psalms kind of for the same reason. I love reading the Psalms because of the words that are in them, the poetic words that these authors put so much work and effort into this. And the first sentence of this one says, how lovely is your dwelling place? I love that sentence. I, like many of you, probably yearn to be in the courts of the Lord, to be with him and to be in his presence. And today, I want us to meditate on these psalms. I want to feel these words flow through our soul because of their poetic words. So I encourage you today, whatever's in your heart, whether it's stresses or worries or whatever's clouding your mind, I want you to let that go. And this morning, as we read this psalm, as we read Psalm 84, I want you to let these words, the words of the Lord, flood your soul and rejuvenate your spirit. So let us read the word of the Lord. Psalm 84 says, "How lovely is your dwelling place. O Lord of heaven's armies, armies, I long." Yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body, and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near the altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my king and my God, what joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises! What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord who have set their minds on the pilgrim- pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger, stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O oh, Lord God and of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, O God of Jacob, O God, look with favor upon the king, our shield. Show favor to the one you have anointed. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. For the Lord God is our son and our shield. He gives us grace and glory The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. Amen. Let us pray. God, today, whatever we bring, whatever we come, let us rejoice in the place that we have worshipped you and done kingdom work for so long. God, this is a great place. But an even better place is dwelling in the house of the Lord. Dwelling in your presence, in your courts. Because better is one day there than anywhere else. We know that wherever you are is our home and our house. God, we love you. Comfort us, hold us. And everything we do today is in your name and in your glory. Amen. So as today, she, uh, Vicki said, Pastor Mike is... At annual conference along with simon as well so we actually decided to let all of you kind of do the sermon today so we have a special video for a tribute to this place let us turn to the screens
2: Good morning and welcome to our last Sunday morning worship services at our downtown location. The building that we've used very effectively to serve Christ and men and women for many years. A few months ago, it became a reality that as that new church was springing up, we needed to begin planning the last service here. So I thought to myself, what do we do? We pull out all the stops, get all the choirs in here, get trumpets and flutes and harps and praise band, as many as we can. Do I have the opportunity to just thunder away in the pulpit doing the kind of things that we really love to do? Or should we do something a little bit different? And after praying about it and thinking about it and organizing it, I came together with a plan. And then a few construction delays came by and we can't be here, Simon and I, today. We're required to be at the Iowa meeting of the United Methodists at annual conference. And since I'm a part of the ordination service while you're here, uh, standing beside one of my beloved mentor, mentees, um, I can't be with you this morning. So then I thought, what should we do? And then it came to me. Let's just do what we do really well. Be together with each other to bless each other and be blessed, to serve each other, and be served by this wonderful, loving congregation, and have what we've done hundreds of times since 1895, have worship of the Almighty God together. So rather than me preaching the last sermon, I've brought some of you together to give a tribute in our last day. We asked these folks three questions, and I can't wait for you to hear these tributes. They are magnificent I looked them over before I went and was so thrilled to be a part of a church like this. I know it's exciting to embrace everything that we've been here at this place. And I am so grateful to be the pastor of Marion Methodists to lead a people like you as we seek to make disciples for Jesus Christ and transform the world. God bless.
3: So I would say God has certainly um, impacted our lives through Mar- Marian Methodist by helping us get involved. Um, because I think with church, that's what we want to do, is get involved um, to spread the word of God.
4: Yeah, And I would say it also was the first place that really made us feel welcome and at home. So it was a pretty pretty done deal right away.
3: One of the things that I wanted to feel walking into a church was to be home. I wanted to feel home. And the second we walked into Marian Methodist, I felt home. And over the last decade, we've really grown in our faith, and that is undoubtedly because of the people here, the worship, the sermons, the small groups.
5: To tell you the truth, the church and the people in the church kind of saved my soul. Prior to becoming a member of the church, I think I was lost. I might have been lost for a long time.
6: I've participated in puppets for like as long as I can remember, and it's allowed me to meet new people who share the same values and beliefs as me and get to um, show other people the love of God. Also, I help with BBS, and I get to help young kids take their very
7: first steps in their faith. And all of the people that have supported our family through all our ups and downs, and there's many, many, many of them. And the opportunity to serve
0: God's greatly impacted our life here, my life here. Uh, My daughters were married here. Uh, Our first Sunday here, I'll never forget. Uh, This is where, you know, Mike grew up. It's been very important to our family. And my father-in-law's funeral service was here, so this church has meant a lot to us.
8: I think about uh, all the opportunities that I've had, different ministry opportunities here, and how they've helped me grow in my faith walk. All these things, I think, have helped me grow uh, and help, have helped me develop my relationship with Jesus Christ, and and I think that's what it's all about. God has compelled me uh,
9: to participate in a variety of committees over the years, uh, take part in different service events, uh, help support uh, the ministries that my children have been involved with, and as well as uh, faithfully uh, giving um, uh, financially to help support the mission of the church
6: for the past few years i've gotten more involved with committees and different small groups and it's just been really nice to feel connected with people in the church and just to know that i have this wonderful support system of
3: people around me
10: through 412 i got introduced to my faith because I had never really had a home church before and when I was in middle school I was encouraged to come to the 412 Youth Ministry Been able to uh, grow my faith a lot on Wednesday nights here and then as well as Sunday mornings through um, my first church home you could say.
7: God's
3: plan uh, was for me to make full circle with Marian Methodist. I was a, a member here uh, in the 1960's and my daughters were baptized here and um, through various life events, uh, I met Bob in the 1990s and we were married and made the decision to move back to Marion and come back to uh, Marion Methodist. Faith and
1: prayer um, guide me through my days um, of joys and sorrows and challenges of working in the healthcare community.
11: My teachings through this church and the things I learned about God's forgiveness helped me all through my childhood. I went to Sunday school here, youth fellowship, church camp. I sang in the choir for many years. And one Sunday, with the help of Wally DeWoody we gave the sermon. God has impacted
9: my life through uh, setting a strong foundation for me through each Sunday school class I went to as a kid. I would learn more and more about um, what it means to be a true Christian, what it means to spread joy throughout each and everyone's life.
6: I've been a member at Marion Methodist for about 22 years now, and so I've had the opportunity to see God work in hundreds of different ways. Most recently, he's truly blessed my husband and I with the most outstanding group of friends. A couple years ago, we started a small group, marriage group, with members of the church our age. And uh, some of the people we had known in the past, but didn't really have an opportunity to get to know them deeper. And through the years, we've all just become a very close-knit group. None of that would have been made possible had it not been for Marian Methodists and the opportunities that they have for us.
4: I would kiss it and give it a hug and say
7: goodbye and I love you
8: uh i i'll have fond memories of the facility that we're in uh our family has had a lot of major events in this uh, facility my daughters were confirmed here Uh, they were both married here and all my grandkids have been baptized here but i'm super excited about all the possibilities that lay ahead in our new facility and as I think about it, I like that what Mike, what Pastor Mike said. Is, I like to think about that the, the Father's already there, so he's just anxious for the rest of us to get there along with him. So I'm really looking forward to it.
11: It will be a sad time uh, for me to say goodbye to this church uh, after many years of worshiping here. Uh, but I know that God has a bigger plan for our church congregation, and I look forward to that.
6: To say goodbye to our old church, I plan on taking lots of pictures. Which sounds kind of silly, but this is the only church that I've ever known and like grew up in. So it's important to me to like be able to remember it and look back on the pictures and be like, oh, I did that there, stuff like that.
7: That time in our lives is past, and we need to look for something new.
9: Or ultimately, when the time comes to say goodbye, I, I think I'll do that through. Um, Reflection. Um, this was the church that we chose to make our home when we moved back here 18 years ago. And uh, our, ch- our children grew up here in Marion Methodist. And so we've experienced everything from baptism all the way through senior recognition. Uh, so lots of great memories were made at this church for our family. And so I will uh, look back with uh, deep uh, admiration and appreciation of our time here at Marion Methodist.
3: For me, saying goodbye is more about making a promise to not forget all of the wonderful things that have happened through this church and all of the memories that we will cherish and take with us.
12: I'm going to wave, kiss, and a hug. I'm going to say goodbye to all the memories
10: As much as I love this building, I think the important part is the people in it and um, I know that God's going to do big things through Mary Methodist no matter where we're at so um, I'm planning to go excitedly into our new building. Um, So actually we were married here last spring. Uh, It's
4: actually been just over a year now and so we've got some great memories and great photos of the building and everything to take away.
0: I will tell her how beautiful she is and how wonderful she's been to us. It's been a process for me over the year, past few years, and I think it was best said in a service one day when Mike said, uh, Leave a building but never leave the worship of God.
9: I'll say goodbye to our downtown location through thinking and reflecting on all of my experiences that I've had through FUMC here in downtown Marion.
3: Um, I think, too, um, Marion Methodist at the new location at REC Drive has a bright future that, too, will um, help us to say goodbye to this building and move on to the new one.
6: I think I will definitely linger a little longer the last day that we're there. Um, It is bittersweet. It's where I got married. Uh, It's where our kids were baptized. And um, it's sad to see it go, but I know that we have a lot of really exciting things to happen in our future.
11: There's an easy answer for that one. We're going to walk to the North X, stand in front of the Welcome Center, and look over the whole part of the church that we've ushered forth for the 9:45 service, the Christmas services, and the Easter services, and try to reflect on moving 200 people out of the 8:30 service, 200 people back in for the 9:45 service in a matter of 15 minutes. You know, 450 or so people for the Easter service. And, of course, this past Christmas service, we moved about 650 through that one little area. So it's going to be a sweet goodbye, but really looking forward to the bigger space at the new church.
5: What I intend to do is walk through the building, take a look in all the rooms, remember them as they are now and, and uh, where I was able to be at with, especially in the kitchen, uh, working with the uh, men uh, pre- preparing breakfast. And then I'll just walk out the door and say goodbye.
6: I would say I'm a pretty sentimental person. So one thing that I've actually started doing already is um, I've been walking around the church and taking pictures of all the different nooks and crannies of the building. I have so many memories in the strangest places, and I just don't want to lose that. And so um, if you see me around the church with my phone taking pictures, you'll know why.
7: I've been there, and it's really, really
12: cool, and I'm, I'm looking forward for VBS and Sunday school.
9: Well, certainly, I hope our new location provides us the opportunity to um, conduct our services and ministries in a much more efficient and effective manner. But more importantly than that, I pray that our new location allows us to extend our reach into the community and significantly increase the size of the congregation, and
10: therefore those people in the community that are worshiping Christ. Um, I pray that our new location, due to its large size, would allow us to really reach the people of our community and to bring even more of Marion to Marion Methodist and bring them into our family of believers.
5: And allow us to bring in people with a smiling face and especially new people. I think God will uh, follow us to that church and take care of us there.
6: I pray that God will bring new people into our church so they can feel the same love of men Methodist that all the other people that come here
11: do.
12: Well, I've been out there and I really like it and I hope that people learn more
11: about God. The new church is uh, going to be very important to this congregation and I think it is very important to set a strong example uh, for the new church, for the generations of people that will follow us and I hope the Lord... Blesses our new church and teaches many generations to come. Mm
4: -hmm. Um,
11: We hope that since the new venue
4: is going to be larger, accommodate more people, that hopefully it will help touch more people uh, that may be searching for a church home uh, and help them feel welcome.
3: Yes, definitely reach more people in the community. Our prayer as a family is that at our new location, We can continue to grow closer to God and grow in our faith and that this movement can reach our community in magnificent
1: ways and that we can be a part of that. So I'm very confident that we'll also find God in our new sanctuary at 5050 REC Drive.
7: Um, I'm excited for my new Sunday school room. Isaiah chapter 43, 18 says, Do not dwell on the past. See this new thing. I think we all need to be looking for the new thing. So I think we need to be open uh, for all the opportunities that he is going to show us and that we should be ready to welcome new people.
6: Of course, I will always pray for the new families that will have the opportunity to join our current congregation. But I really do pray for our current members the most. Um, I know that this transition is going to be difficult for all of us, um, but the opportunities that are available are so wide and vast, and God is just waiting to take us to that level. And I just pray that all of the congregation really truly grasps that and that we can take this journey together and just love life and love the Lord and grow from there.
9: And. Um, I hope My hope for the new church is that every youth can uh, experience that strong foundation that I was able to build through the Sunday school classes, through interacting with other youth and uh, other people that are involved in the church.
3: I pray it all goes well. I know that uh, the church is moving, not the building. I pray
6: that God will grow our congregation bigger so even more people can know Jesus Christ and just to experience how awesome Marion Methodist is.
8: This new facility is going to give us the opportunity to to grow our congregation in this community. And uh, most of all, I think the, the exciting thing is I think about my grandkids and the generations that will follow them and the things that they will do and the relationship with Christ that they'll and that they'll enjoy in that new facility just like all the generations that have preceded us and all the facilities that we've been into up to this point.
0: Bring more people to Christ, and I believe the church is more than a building. It's my family.
3: Good morning. It is, it is an honor to be here with you this morning as we celebrate how we have served in this church and what is next for us. Um, It is also a privilege for me to introduce to you the next video that we're going to watch because our church was asked to participate in a video for the East Central District. We're one of a few because of how we demonstrate our discipleship pathway and what we do as disciples here at our church. So I'd like you to take a look at this video and watch it with me.
2: Hi, I'm Mike Morgan, lead pastor at Marion Methodist. Making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world is, frankly, our one job. We do that as best we can at Marion Methodist and pray that in your church, you're seeking to do the same. A number of years ago in a visioning process, we put together a discipleship pathway. You'll see it on the screen. As you notice, the discipleship pathway is not a straight line because it's never true in our lives that we start at one destination and we just keep ascending towards the end goal. Like this pathway that you see, our life has twists and bends in it. And sometimes even we get to a destination and we kind of walk away from it. We wanted to define a pathway that persons could easily identify with and see those places along the way where they were advancing and if they walked away from the path, could get back onto it. You'll see that there's five words beside the path, each one of them kind of showing where you might be along that pathway in your life. We think it's good to have markers so we can kind of uh, work towards the next place. In our discipleship uh, programs here at Marian Methodist, in addition to prayer, we have many different kinds of programs. I love teaching confirmation which I've always told the students is basically a plan to make them a Christian on purpose because during the theological inquiry of confirmation, they ultimately make a decision that will allow them and to claim that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior, they will worship Him and serve Him with the rest of their lives. We also use uh, experiences like the walk to Emmaus, Chrysalis, and we love sending about 100 kids every year to Summer Games University uh, which is a wonderful camp where kids get to experience the atoning blood of Jesus Christ in very demonstrative ways and are discipled uh, there by near-peer leaders. You're going to hear from a few folks in our church that help with the discipleship pathway, along with the other souls that uh, attend Marian Methodist, as we all seek to make disciples for Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world.
3: Hi, my name is Jen Digman. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship here at Mary Methodist Church. A big part of how we help others make disciples is providing a wide range of Bible studies available to them and small groups. With that, I think the most important key with that is creating relationships. As people create relationships with each other, they grow in Christ together. I think one of the great things about our small groups is that it provides a sense of accountability. You're there for other people, and so then you're in the Bible and in the Word on a regular basis because that, you, you know that other people are leaning on you to be in the same place as well. I'd like to introduce you to Judy. She is one of our adult discipleship leaders, and she has a wide range of experience in leading different Bible studies. I'm also excited for you to meet Alan and Jeff they are two of the gentlemen that are part of our men's small group and they have had an amazing experience being part of that small group and they're going to share some great faith walks with you
1: i'm judy i am a facilitator for several of the adult classes at marion methodist this church is very gracious in offering many adult classes for all ages of adults and in doing so Through these groups many times friendships develop or are renewed that lead to finding similarities and therefore the people combine and find ways to share the discipleship of Jesus Christ through those ministries.
12: I uh, have became closer to God since I've came to this group. Um, I'm able to realize that other people are just like me with other experiences, um, trials and tribulations. I have recently just lost my mom um, and had some family issues that this group was um, really there for me to talk about the issues. I've really pushed myself to go outside of my
4: comfort zone. Um, and when I was approached about this group, um, it, something led me to do it. Um, I wanted more. I didn't know what it was yet. It really took me towards this uh, small group that I'm a part of. Um, it's a group of men um, that we meet Monday mornings at 6:30 a.m., which is early. It's before work, but um,
12: Monday is now the day of the week that I look forward to instead of the day that I dread. Personally, I didn't think it uh, would have such a such an impact that it has had on my life and I am very thankful um, I'm very happy that I started with this men's group and uh, now I look forward to having it happen every, every Monday and I look forward to talking to the guys and becoming closer to God for me I, my life has changed significantly
4: I, I look for where God is interacting and, and putting opportunities in my life where in the past, I may have walked right past it. You you show up every Sunday, um, and you kind of check it off as, as the to-dos for the week. Um, there, there's so much more, and I, you know I was that person that that showed up every week and felt like I was okay because I did that. But I'd encourage you to seek out
12: and and really dive into God's Word. It's 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 really amazing. So I would. Advise anybody that wants to uh, know what else is out there or another way to have people help you um, and to learn about God and to become closer with God. This is a great opportunity to um, have that happen and another way that you can strengthen your relationship with your church, your community, and Christ.
3: Regardless of the size of your church, I think it all starts with relationships getting to know people, connecting them and helping them create that bond. Once they're connected, they are going to grow together and continue to reach out to others, and that's how making disciples starts.
2: I hope in what you've seen and heard, uh, you've been encouraged that these type of things can happen in churches of any size, whether you have 2 uh, members or 2000 members. And that's the exciting part of making disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm reminded of what John Wesley said, "We have no business than but to save souls. And as a United Methodist Church, sometimes, as those around us have looked at us, they've asked this simple question, are you an issues church, or are you a Jesus church? And I would say, we can be both, as long as that issue is Jesus Christ. The job of the church is to make disciples, win people to Christ, baptize them, and then send them off to make new disciples. There are so many ways to do that, within the boundaries and in the life of your local church. But we simply must make that our very main thing. And then all these other things, by prayer, by fellowship, by the study of scripture, we will attend to because we are the Christians.
3: testimony is so inspiring to me and it fuels my passion to help others in their discipleship journey. If you have questions or want to know more about our Bible studies, about our small groups, how you can get involved in that, please reach out to me at the church office through email or you can get connected through our website as well. When we see that, we see that God is moving through them. And I think about our, what we've been saying that we are on the move that's not all about us changing our location and our address. That is God being in the move here. We are in the move of Jesus Christ. We are in the move of discipleship, and you guys are a part of that. And I want to thank you so much for being a part of that. You guys have a wonderful morning. Thank you.
0: Before we go into a time of prayer, I'd just like to share with you that Pastor Mike is in Des Moines this weekend for annual conference and going about the business of the church statewide. He texted us this morning and gave his prayers and blessings for all that will be happening here at our services today. So know that even though he's there, he's here with us as well um, in spirit surely, but with our our prayers and, and everything that we have going forward for the rest of the day. So let us bow our heads and be in prayer together this morning. God of the ages, you have been before there was anything else. You were present, you were alive and working. You were alive then, you are present now, and you will be working way into the future long, be- long after any of us are still here in-, in present in body form. And Lord, we know that you've had great plans for Marian Methodists from that very first time a group of people met to honor and praise you. And you've had great work for each congregation to do along the way in all of our many years of being a Methodist church. And we know that there's great things happening in the future because you have that in your plan. You've given vision, you've given ideas and planning and put those things in people's hearts to bring us to the brink of where we are today. And Lord, we know that your work is not about a building, it's not about uh, brick and mortar, but it's about people and it's about us serving those who call you, Lord, and for those who don't know you yet but are seeking you. And so, Lord, we just pray mightily for all of the different things that will take place from this day forward, for all of the wonderful things that have taken place here and in the other buildings that Marian Methodist has called home, because we know that our work is not done and your work will never be done. And we're so grateful to be a part of each and every one of those things. We worship you because you are the name above all names, the one and only true God, and our hearts are filled to overflowing with love for you. And Lord, we thank you for the many ways in which you work in our lives on a day-to-day basis, but also in the life of this church and the many, many things that happen here to serve you and to bless you and others. We continue and and often lift up in prayer those around us who may be celebrating the joys in their lives and having great moments of happiness and celebration, and for also those who need your healing and comfort in their lives. For anybody who has been hospitalized in our church family this week or going through treatments, we pray that they will feel your, your healing hand upon them and it will be a strong force within them. Well, Lord, we ask that you hear our prayers for Warren and Luann Byerley and their family as they mourn the loss of Warren's mom this week. And even though her life was one of many years, we know that there is great sadness with her passing because she was the, the presence in their lives, and that will be greatly missed. We just ask for your comfort and peace to fill their hearts as they begin this journey of grief. And we pray today, Lord, also for our bishop, the pastors, and lay people who have gathered in Des Moines this weekend for annual conference. We ask that in the midst of the sessions, throughout all the presentations, discussions, and worship celebrations, that above all, your name will be praised, that your wisdom and discernment will be sought, and that fruitful work will be done to build your kingdom in churches throughout the state. And Lord, much of the work that's been done with this church and continues to be done involves missions, and we've got a lot going on with our fly teams who will be in their second week of serving lunches to children in this community, which is such a necessary and such a meaningful thing. We pray for the interns as they work hard to organize and lead this for the summer, and for all the wonderful volunteers who will be helping to make sandwiches and deliver them throughout the whole time. And Lord, we mustn't forget our volunteers in Haiti, our missionaries in Haiti who, are, who left Friday and will be working this week to evangelize and to bring the word of the gospel to many people there. And we just pray for their strong hearts and for your leadership as they reach out to the people in Haiti and share your love with them. All these things are being done in your name, Lord, because there are so many who need your physical and spiritual nourishment. And we just ask that all things would be done for your glory and in honor of praise for you. And so with that, Lord, we bring all these things to you in prayer. We lift them up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the many ways and the many things that you have touched our lives, uh, the different things that you've done, the many blessings that you have shared with us. And we take these moments today to give back to you, to thank you, because you are so important to us. You are so much a part of everything that we do and say. And we just want to honor you and give praise to you in this way. So, Lord, please accept our offerings. We know that. There are many things that can be done with this, but they will be used to build your kingdom and to do the work of your hand. And so we are so amazingly grateful to be part of that and to be working alongside you in the many ways that you have planned. And so, Lord, just be with us the rest of this day and the week ahead. And thank you for this opportunity to share our blessings with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, before you leave, we've got something for you to do. You've got one task. Grab blue hymnals, as many as you can take. There's a cart out in the narthex, And please, if you would, as you are leaving, take some blue hymnals and put them in that cart. So go and God bless. In Jesus' name, amen.